makes learning better. Learning from an amazing professor. And this summer, I took the opportunity to take a life science class at the University of Los Angeles and learned biology from Professor Malloy. Today, we have Professor Jeffrey Malloy to share with us his academic and career pathways that got him to where he is today. Hi, Dr. Malloy. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So tell me about what you currently do. What does your job entail? Yeah, so I am a, an assistant professor of teaching at UCLA mm -hmm. uh, in the Molecular Cell and Developmental Biology Department mm -hmm. and then the Life Sciences Core Education Department. So I have two departments. Um, and so what I do, uh, the, the, my job title is a relatively new one in the UCs. Um, and what I do is uh, I am a faculty member in, in these disciplinary departments, but whereas most faculty do spend 70% of their time-ish doing research, um, and then a little bit of time, maybe they'll teach a couple of courses a year, mm -hmm. I kind of flip that. So I spend a majority of my time doing teaching and teaching-related activities. Mm -hmm. And then the research that I do is actually research that's related to teaching. So I do um, what's called discipline-based education research, which yeah. is research on how people learn and succeed in biology. Nice. So was this always your goal when you majored in college? Were you thinking about teaching or researching? Uh, yeah, absolutely not. Um, I actually wouldn't have known that this kind of career path existed until very late um, in my kind of training. Mm -hmm. um, so when I was an undergraduate, I actually wasn't sure what I wanted to do. but. Um, I, when I was applying, I was a molecular biology major, mm -hmm. and when I was applying to stuff after I graduated or when I was getting ready to graduate, I applied to MD programs, PhD programs, and MD-PhD programs, because <laughs> <laughs> I was really indecisive about what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, it ended up through kind of a combination of um, like programs I liked, programs that my uh, now husband and I got into together. We wanted to go to the same place. Mm -hmm. So a combination of factors, but I ended up deciding to do a PhD at UCLA. Mm -hmm. And I kind of imagined when I started going down that route that I would do um, end up being kind of like a traditional research professor, um, right. spend a majority of my time doing kind of like bench science, classic biology research. Mm -hmm. um, and I discovered very quickly within maybe the first year mm -hmm. of graduate school that it was not at all uh, what I wanted to spend the rest of my life doing. Uh, and what I, what I decided, what I found was that I really liked talking about science and thinking about science. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't really like sitting at the bench pipetting and like troubleshooting things. And right. um, like a, a lot of that didn't really appeal to me. Um, I also found during grad school, um, most places for, for graduate programs in biology, there's some kind of a teaching requirement. Mm -hmm. So I TA'd uh, a little bit when I was in grad school mm -hmm. and I found that I really enjoyed teaching. I really enjoyed the aspect of that where I could kind of talk to people about science, mm -hmm. uh, help people connect with scientific topics, mm -hmm. kind of explore the human side of science. Um, and so I discovered I really liked that. And that led me down a path where I um, kind of engaged in some more teacher training um, and learned that there is this entire field of education research where you can think scientifically about education, right. um, which kind of combined everything I liked about science with everything I liked about education. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, towards that, that wasn't until the very end of my PhD, mm -hmm. my sixth year of my PhD, that I 
really discovered that that existed. Mm -hmm. um, and so I started going down that route. I've been very lucky to be in the right place at the right time and know the right people to guide me to certain opportunities mm -hmm. career-wise. Um, and so, yeah, I just feel like it kind of um, fell into my lap in a lot of ways. And I'm very lucky and very fortunate to have ended up finding something that fit my interests very well. But yeah. it certainly was not what I was planning on when I first started. Well, yeah, that's great. Um, so when you, you said that you, your undergrad was at UCLA? My undergrad was UC San Diego. Okay. Cool, and it was still molecular biology. Molecular biology, yep. Okay, so after you decided you want to go into like teaching, did you have to change your classes, or was it just like continuing your PhD? Well, so in, in my undergrad, I didn't make that decision. Right. right. So in my undergrad, I uh, did that molecular biology major. Mm -hmm. And then in grad school, the way that graduate training, um, the way that it's done in the life sciences and in the sciences in general, mm -hmm. um, this is a, a whole uh, a large conversation that we could spend days and days talking about. But yeah. I think um, there, it's, it tends to be very monolithic. So it's um, kind of an old fashioned training system that trains people for a specific thing. And the thing that it trains people for is a career in academia as a traditional kind of research focused faculty member. Mm -hmm. um, nowadays, it's actually the case that most people who go to grad school mm -hmm. don't want to end up in those careers. Right. But, but um, because of the way the system is set up and history and kind of some, um, some structural elements, uh, that's still the way training is done. Right. And so um, making a decision to pursue a career that was a little bit different mm -hmm should have had an impact on my graduate training. Yeah. Um, in an ideal world, I would have gotten more training with that, uh, but it actually didn't have much of an impact. Um, it's what a lot of graduate students do where they make a decision to pursue some kind of a different career than the traditional, what graduate school programs have been built for. Right. Um, but the graduate school programs <laughs> don't typically um, bend to accommodate people's changing interests. Right. Um, and instead, graduate students are kind of expected to seek out different opportunities to grow and train in those interests outside of their normal graduate school um, yeah. duties. Okay, so was your first job after or like during college was like being a teacher assistant or TA? My first job, so, okay, so I went to college at UC San Diego. Mm -hmm. I was actually at UCSD, we had undergraduate TAs, mm -hmm. which we're starting to have at UCLA. Okay. Um, but it's a newer thing at UCLA. UCSD, they've been around for a long time. So mm -hmm. I actually taught a little bit when I was an undergraduate. Okay. And then when I was in graduate school, I was a TA a couple of times as a requirement for my graduate training program. Mm -hmm. um, after I finished grad school, I went directly into a postdoctoral fellowship. So um, after people do PhDs, oftentimes mm -hmm. they'll go into a postdoc uh, in the, the, the classic route is to do a postdoc in another lab. Okay. And the idea is that you're training in kind of a different area, you're becoming a more independent researcher um, and moving towards starting your own lab. Right. right? So my postdoc, rather than being in another lab, it was a discipline-based education research postdoc. Okay. So I started that right after my PhD, mm -hmm. and that was a way to kind of spend some time learning how to become an education researcher. Mm -hmm. Right after that finished, again, I've been very fortunate to have a lot of fantastic opportunities arise at the exact right times <laughs> in my career. Mm -hmm. um, but right after I finished my postdoc, um, a job opened up 
in the life sciences core education department at UCLA as um, an academic administrator. Mm -hmm. An academic administrator, it's kind of a weird job title that doesn't really describe what people do, Mm -hmm. but it's uh, basically a non-tenure track teaching um, faculty position. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I took on that position. Mm -hmm. um, And then uh, a, a couple years after that, I um, ended up transitioning into a, um, I got a job offer, applied somewhere else, got a job offer and got retained at UCLA, but it was for a tenure track um, position, which Mm -hmm. is what I'm currently doing. So um, yeah, uh, no real kind of like gaps, which Mm -hmm. I think is, is somewhat unusual and and again, really, really lucky. Yeah. Yeah. So you did say that, you know, you had like a lot of good opportunities coming towards you at that time. But if you could go back and change something, would you like your education pathway or maybe your career pathway, too? Yeah, Um, I think that that's a really difficult question for me. Um, It's a really difficult question because uh, in part because, you know, uh, so I I have conversations with students all the time uh, who are thinking about going into graduate school, Mm -hmm. right, and have different kinds of uh, interests. And um, one of the things that makes that a difficult discussion for me is that uh, I am very happy that I did graduate school because I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't, right? right? I didn't have a fantastic experience in graduate school. A lot of people don't, Mm -hmm. (laughs) unfortunately. Uh, It was a a difficult time for me. academically, emotionally, personally, it was difficult for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really feel like I got a lot of support in pursuing what I wanted to pursue. Um, So it was a really difficult time for me and I wouldn't go back and do graduate school again, Mm -hmm. but I'm very happy that I did it, right? And so when you ask this question of like, would you change anything? It's Mm -hmm. difficult because in a sense, like, if I were going back, I don't, I don't know that I would do graduate school again, right? Just because I don't know that it was, yeah, I don't know that I would, that I would want to put myself through that, Mm -hmm. but I am very happy that that I'm done with it now and that I did it because, because I'm happy with where I am now. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think that what I would, what I would love to see happen for future generations of people, um, rather than having to to change decisions or make decisions about graduate school based on that experience mm-hmm. um, is I would I would love to see a shift in the way that graduate training happens mm-hmm. so if I were to go back and do the same thing and do graduate school over again it would be a better experience and one that was um, that trained me uh, in ways that were more aligned with my interests right so there's yeah. a little bit of a cop-out because um, I, I, I didn't really answer whether I would do anything differently, right. but I would change the system so right. that the system would be different. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so speaking of which, what what advice would you give students who want to come to where you are right now, like be a professor and teach in biology? Yeah. I think one one of the one of the biggest pieces of advice of advice I can give people, um, and everybody has a different journey, right? So this advice only comes from my own experience. Mm-hmm. But I know that there were different points in my career mm-hmm. um, at every different level of my career where I thought I might be interested in doing a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And it's really impossible for me, at least, to know what I'm actually going to wake up every morning and really be excited about until I do that thing. Right. Right. And so the biggest piece of advice that I would give people is try things out. Right. Mm -hmm. Like 
maybe try things out that you think you might be interested. Maybe try things out that you're not sure if you'd be interested in. Right. But if you try out some different things, if you find opportunities to participate in a, um, a tutoring group, right, mm -hmm. um, and, and go out and tutor some kids at a local school, um, you can get some experience teaching and see how that feels for you. Right. Um, if you think you might be interested in working in healthcare, go work in a hospital, mm -hmm. right? There are a lot of different ways that you can do that. Yeah. But it's hard to say what you really are gonna be excited about actually doing until you're doing it. Right. Um, so that's the, I think that's the biggest piece of advice that I would give people exploring careers is just to go out and do different things. Right. So what about like majors? What major would you recommend students to take if they wanna go to teaching biology? Yeah, um, I think that maybe, maybe a unsatisfying or controversial answer, but I actually think that your, your exact major in many cases doesn't necessarily matter as much as we expect when we're going through it that it will matter. Mm -hmm. um, so I think um, there are people who are doing, who are in my career path, mm -hmm. who majored in every different life sciences major right. that I can think of. <laughs> yeah. But there are also people who um, who did undergraduate majors in um, education, or there mm -hmm. are people who did undergraduate majors in um, physical or computational sciences, and then went on to graduate work and, and kind of built themselves um, expertise in different areas mm -hmm. that they could combine to um, to have a successful career teaching right. college biology and doing education research. Right. So I think you could you could major in a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that's gonna like really open or close that door uh -huh. um, based on the major that you take. Okay. But I think the most important thing is to pick something that you're gonna be interested in. Right. right? Um, so a life science major is, a, is an easy recommendation for people who are interested in teaching life sciences. Mm -hmm. What life science major you, you choose to take I would take a look at classes and figure out like what's going to be the most interesting to you, what's going to expand your worldview, right? Um, and choose a major based on that. Right. You know, I think this is a good like segue for me to ask you. I was thinking about majoring in biology, but I was also really worried because I think a lot of like Google searches say that usually people go into pre-med or like a medical like field after, and I wasn't really interested in that. And you haven't, right? So, would you say that like there are a lot of opportunities after you major in biology that doesn't include going into pre-med? Absolutely. So um, I can tell you that, sorry, my chair is making no, some noise here. But I can tell you that um, we, so I, I teach LS7A, mm -hmm. um, which is the first course in an introductory life science, science series right mm -hmm. at UCLA. So I teach a lot of students who are taking their first life sciences course mm -hmm. in college ever, mm -hmm. right? Um, when I start teaching students, um, I give them, I give people surveys and ask them about different interests and career paths. Um, about 80% of students say at the beginning of my course that they're pre-med, right? right? Um, by the time they graduate, it is not 80% of UCLA Life Sciences majors who are applying to medical school, mm -hmm. right? So I think that what happens is there is this kind of assumption that a, a lot of people do go into to health um, to, to health careers, right? Mm -hmm. But there's this assumption that that is kind of the, the most prominent and so it's the only thing you can do with a biology degree. Right. And so people start off saying, well, if I'm a biologist, then that must be the pathway I have to go down. Right. And then what happens is that they start to discover as they move through these courses, as they talk to professors who have had different career paths, 
as they maybe even um, interact with people in extracurriculars who have different kinds of career paths and mm -hmm. talk to other students. Mm -hmm. um, they learn that there are a lot of different things you can do with those degrees. Right. And so that number drops dramatically yeah. as people discover that there's more that you can do than just um, go into go med school. Right. right? Um, so yeah, so I, I think there are a lot of different things you can do. There's actually a fantastic careers exploration course at UCLA. Mm -hmm. um, I think there are career exploration courses at a lot of different places. Mm -hmm. um, there are also tools online that can help you explore some different careers. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, there with a with a life sciences degree or with a with any kind of a science degree, um, there are careers in public policy. There mm -hmm. are careers in health. There are careers in scientific research. There are careers in um, industry, mm -hmm. right? There's, um, there's public outreach and communication careers. Right. There's so much different stuff that you can do with a, with a life sciences degree. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely think that that's kind of a persistent myth, yeah. um, but one that I see kind of breaking down as people mm -hmm. move through their biology Right, because I think it's very unfortunate that like if you search up things to do with a biology degree, you get like two options. Yeah, Men in like laboratory stuff. So, I mean, it's good to know that there are a lot of different options. Yeah, okay, so about like your job again, what's the best and worst aspects, would you say? The best and worst aspects. Um, so, I, I feel very fortunate in my job. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I like a lot of the individual aspects of what I do. Mm -hmm. um, so I, um, I enjoy teaching and interacting with students. I very much enjoy, as, as kind of a scientifically minded person, I enjoy looking at data and thinking about um, how we can use evidence to change the way that education works. Mm -hmm. um, and I also, one of the things I really I think is fantastic about my job is that I have the opportunity to to not only impact like one or two people which which would still be worthwhile and fantastic but mm -hmm. I have an opportunity to change the way that introductory life sciences curriculum is taught to thousands of students every year right um, and so it's really it's it's really exciting to me to know that I can look at some data make some evidence-based decisions mm -hmm. that can have a positive impact for a lot of people right. um, so there are a lot of positive things about what I do. Mm -hmm. um, the most negative aspect of what I do, there are, I'm, I'm pretty spoiled. I have a, a great job. Um, I have great colleagues. I have great students. Um, the, if I'm being nitpicky, uh, the thing that I hate in general as a, as a person is I am terrible with email communication <laughs> and I get a lot of emails. Right. And so that's probably, it's, it's not anything particular about what I do other than the fact that I interact with a lot of students and colleagues, mm -hmm. but um, going through my inbox and trying to clear it out is <laughs> probably the thing, the, the aspect of my job I'm worst at yeah. and that I least enjoy. <laughs> well, it's good to know. I'll avoid emailing <laughs> no no if you if you need anything please email me but what i always tell people when i ask people to email me is i say email me and if you haven't heard back in 24 hours send me a follow-up mm -hmm. feel free to bug me because right. i need that bump to get things towards the top of my inbox again it's just um yeah it's it's a necessary part of life right, right. now you yeah know, it's just something that i need to work on my um my organizational yeah. skills and my email skills probably okay. but yeah Okay, um, last question. If you're comfortable ask, like answering, what do you th uh, what's your like profession's range of income yeah. in general? Um, it's a really wide range. Mm -hmm. um, so 
academic salaries, uh, one thing about one thing that's kind of nice if you're looking at careers and looking at salaries, one thing that's kind of nice about jobs in the public sector, I work at a public university, right? right? Is that you can just kind of Google and look up salary scales for all kinds of different jobs at UCLA. Right. There are search directories where you can search somebody's name and find people's uh, salaries. Mm -hmm. So everything is publicly available, okay. um, which is really nice when you're exploring and seeing kind of like what the possibilities are. Mm -hmm. um, but if you spend any time like kind of Googling around or not Googling around, but searching those databases um, and looking at different salary scales and different people's positions at different UC campuses, you'll find that there's actually um, there, there's huge variation mm -hmm. because the salary scales um, oftentimes are a starting point and then in order to be competitive in hiring and retaining people, um, people get grants, right. um, people move off those salary scales. Right. So typically, so I make, this is publicly available, um, I make about uh, 90K, mm -hmm. um, which I, I don't have any kids. <laughs> um, I have a, a furry child, a dog, but uh, it's, it's definitely um, more than enough I right. think, for me. Um, but uh, uh, people make anything from um, 70 to 170 mm -hmm. um, in teaching focused positions and right. then uh, even more if they're professors involved in research and they get big grants and yeah. um, uh, take on administrative roles so mm -hmm. yeah thank you for answering but yeah, of I course. also lied that was not the last question okay the last question is what's next in line in your career next in line in my career so I'm actually going up for, so right now when I give you my introduction of my job title, I'm an assistant professor of teaching. Mm -hmm. um, and the way that the uh, academic positions work mm -hmm. is that as you progress through, mm -hmm. you go from assistant, um, typically for the first, and, and this is again something that varies depending on the person, mm -hmm. but typically for six years you're an assistant professor mm -hmm. and then you go up for tenure and when you get tenure, um, your department votes, the university votes, and if they give you tenure then you're an associate professor mm -hmm. and then you spend a few more years or six more years at that position and then you move to full professor. Okay. So that's the typical progression. Uh, a lot of people stay in that line for a long time, especially after you get tenure. It's a really stable job. Right. Um, it's something that a lot of us in these positions are here, not because it's the thing that makes the most money out of all the possible mm -hmm. things we could do in the world, yeah. but because it's something that gives us a lot of freedom to explore academic questions that drive us, that intrigue us. Mm -hmm. um, it's, there's a lot of freedom in this job. Um, and so a lot of people stick around for a long time. Uh, I think for me, I currently I mean who knows I've had changes in my career and plans in the past but uh, my plan is to keep doing what I'm doing for quite a while I'm going up for tenure this fall okay so um, yeah I hope to be around for a while and I hope to be able to keep coming up with with fresh ideas and mm -hmm. um, keep interacting with people and making new connections and yeah. Um, yeah I really like what I do and I hope that I'm here for a long time nice well that's it thank you so much I yeah. I've learned a lot. I really like biology and you know, I, I do want to go into biology, but there's so many like questions about like majoring in biology. So. Yeah, yeah. I hope you get a chance to explore um, some of the different kind of career exploration avenues, whether mm -hmm. that's, you know, online or in person in classes or by talking to other people who have done, you know, you're doing that right now. Yeah. So by talking to people who have who have um, chosen different career paths. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's a really a lot that you can do right. with a degree in biology. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't 
realize that um, when you're initially making the decision to pursue a life sciences degree. So um, yeah, I, I hope you find something really cool and interesting and someday somebody will be interviewing you and asking about it. Thank you. Yeah, of Thank course. You.